This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Russell. We're going to jump right into the NFC and AFC North teams. But before that, make sure you go follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, what else am I forgetting? New to this season, YouTube. Twitter. Twitter. Except for Lance. And, <laughs> and our website, rosterupmedia.com. And check out all the other NFL teams that we've got going on there. Alright, guys, are you ready to talk some teams, off-season changes, and some player insight? Absolutely. All Always right, ready. Let's get into it. So first up, we're going to do the NFC North. The first team on deck is the Green Bay Packers. They have surprisingly won 13 games for the past three seasons. And the big thing that happened this season was they lost Devontae Adams, but kept Rodgers. And they are currently the division favorites. So, Aaron Rodgers got paid. Uh, He didn't pull as many shenanigans as he did last year. And he won an MVP again. But he lost his main weapon, uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, We'll cover him in a later episode when we get to the Raiders, um, his new team. But uh, what do you guys think of Aaron Rodgers, basically? I I don't see how he keeps up that performance. I think he cools off from the 39 touchdowns he had last year. Um, He may still have to sling it. Uh, I can't imagine them not needing him to sling it. But I just don't see a route running and ability to catch the ball unless unless some of the other people that we'll mention Mm -hmm. later actually step up. Yeah, uh, I mean, these guys have been in the NFC playoffs past four years, in the, you know, in the past five, out of the past five. One step closer to, you know, one win, a, one win away from making the Super Bowl last year, right? So, but that's also with the weapons of Devontae Adams, um, A.J. Dillon, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, someone that, you know, was really – uh, liked last year from a uh, host here, um, but <laughs> you know he's still listed here. Is he's gonna get some? To be know. and then to be honest, he, he might be the one of the guys that you know might blow up this year, and rightfully so because there's nothing else out there for him. You know, you have uh, a guy in Devonta. Well, they lost another weapon, right? They lost one more weapon. Uh, well, they lost a, not even they've lost multiple. They they lost MVC. Uh, Scantlin, yep. and they lost Devontae Adams. They lost. Um, I'm missing a, 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 a another wide receiver, but that was them. Him losing all those characters only left them with a broken down Sammy Watkins as number two. Uh, Alan Lazard as for his number one. Yes, he was doing okay. May, can he be the next? Uh, um, who was this guy? Um, Jordy Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, came be next Jordy Nelson. You know, you got you got a 
old Randall Cobb that was on a two-year deal. And then you got a bunch of nobodies, right? And then for the tight end, you have Robert Tunyon out there that might be his escape goat when no, he can't see anybody open down the field. So can he can he muster up and, and try? Yes, but he needs the weapons to do it. Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins ain't going to cut it for me, at least. Very true, very so true. do you agree Sammy. that his touchdowns may come down? Oh, absolutely. You're talking about a guy that last year had 37 touches and four interceptions. Are you going to get that same production in the fantasy this year? I don't think so. I mean, it got to come down to at least 27. Is it still viable? Maybe, but not the ADP is at. Very true. Everything you guys mentioned. Um, I forgot to mention Sammy Watkins came over from uh, Baltimore. They lost MVS to the Chiefs. And the other guy was uh, St. Brown. St. Brown. Yes. Yes. And he was coming on his own last year, too, late, late in the season. Yeah. So two things I want to point out here. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon last year, they were RB 13 and 23, respectively. And half point PPR. Two, you know, running backs in the top 24. Um, usually you have 12 teams in your league, so you need, you know, 24 running backs. So vacated, targets got to go somewhere. Um, you might expect these guys to catch a little bit more passes out of the backfield. And we kind of mentioned this on Monday's show. I feel like there's these teams where they've, they're missing now their big target a Tyreek Hill, a Devontae Adams, and you need to get a piece of that offense. Um, on Lazard being the number one, you know, pick him late round, late in the later rounds of your draft, but then you can have, you know, Sammy Watkins or Randall Cobb even later if you're in deeper leagues. So to me, I think Aaron Rodgers and the running backs will be fine. It's, uh, you know, the pass catchers who I'm kind of worried about, you know, who will step up and, you know, take those targets that Devontae Adams had. Yeah, absolutely. You figured Devontae Adams had, out of 100%, he had 40, uh, not even 40, let's say he had 60% of, of those targets, right? But mm-hmm. you're for me, I'm probably targeting Alan Lazard after, like, as a Tier 2 guy just because yeah. all those targets got to go somewhere. And I guarantee you Sammy Walker is not playing 18 games or 17 games this season. I don't remember last time he even played a full season besides his rookie <laughs> year, maybe. And I even, and I don't think he played every single game his rookie year, right? He's been a, a journey guy, yeah. you know, for the past three years. Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, I believe the one before that. Or he wasn't even – like he was injured the one before that. But real quick, I think just Alan Lazard is probably a guy that you're trying to target tier two just because he's going to get the lion's share of the targets. Absolutely, he's gonna be he's gonna be Aaron Rodgers' guy because he's the only one that's been there more than a year. All right, moving on. Next up, we got the Vikings. I would say no major off off season uh, changes. They did get a new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, um, the Rams' offensive coordinator, young offensive minded coach. So you expect that to come into play here with these. Um, these players so you got Kirk Cousins Dalvin Cook top 15 uh, last year um, he's going in the first round 
Justin Jefferson, who had that monster season. You have Thielen still, Irv Smith at tight end. So uh, what do you guys think about, you know, the Vikings this year? Vikings are going to do the same thing they did last year and the year before that. You've got the same milk and cookie, Kirk Cousins. It's a nice treat. It's not as flashy as, say, Cold Stone. It's not necessarily going to be a crowd favorite, but it, it'll be good enough. Um, and what that means is, for a lot of those people, Kirk Cousins, maybe not Jefferson, but Thielen, those are ones that you see them in the later rounds. You see them in the 10th round. You see them in the 12th round. You know what you can get with those guys, and you can take them and get decent fantasy points. The people that you're going to reach for are Jefferson, and you probably won't get burnt. But maybe you'll reach for Cook, and you will get burnt. He's a little bit more fragile than than a lot of so, the other running backs in that top tier. I want to bring him up real quick. Um, the thing that hurt him last year was touchdowns. He had 17 in 2020, and then in 2021, he only had six. Um, and what was his, what, what did that take him from? He was what in 2020, and then what was he top uh, what in 2021? He was number two in 2020, and then he went to 16 in 2021. And again, that's that's how touchdown dependent some of these guys are. So do we see positive regression, especially on the touchdowns here, to boost him into a higher tier? Or do we think, you know, where he's getting drafted is too high, basically? Because you need those touchdowns for him to be drafted in the first round that he's probably going in. Yeah, he's not a Ladanian Tomlinson. He's not a he's not a uh, uh, Ronnie Brown. He's he's not somebody that's going to pound it between the tackles. He's a get around the edge guy. So those those swings between seventeen and six, those that's what you're going to get. It's a coin flip with those kinds of guys. I mean, Reggie Bush was similar. He put up 12, 14 touchdowns one year, and then he put up two. I mean, it's not that Reggie Bush doesn't have talent. He just doesn't have size. And sometimes that's what you need. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, with Dalvin Cook, his ADP is seven right now. Um, him being a three-down back, and, and that's including him being the passing down back as well, right? You know, it would be him being a new offense, Camp saying that he's going to see more targets as a running back in a wide receiver slot, you know, that may come – the touchdowns may come from there as well. You know, screens, you know, coming down, nice outs for him, maybe moving to the slot. Um, Dalvin Cook is going to be very versatile this year, hopefully in the new offense. And remember, you know, Kirk Cousins last year had a sneaky, sneaky stat line of 33 touchdowns, seven inceptions. That's sneaky. Nobody was really expecting that. He was on waiver wires from week one all the way to week 10, right? Just because we didn't, we didn't like – what was going on, but nobody really saw the production that he was putting out. 33 touchdowns. I I drafted quarterbacks that had, you know, less than that. And I'm scurrying around, not noticing that Kirk Cousins was out there slinging the ball to Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson had a great year, right? So I think... 16, 16 uh, yards. 1,600 yards, right? Yes. But is he more like, is he more like Alvin Kamara? Or is Delvin Cook more like um, Joe Mixon? I think he's going to be a hybrid of both. 
I think he's going to be like a, I think he's going to be hybrid of you know the, of of both have characteristics of Alvin Kamara that can come out the backfield catching balls, and then having that running, you know, beastly like like he did, just between the tackles. Well, not between tackles because you were correct. He loved they loved the screen like they loved the uh, the uh, the sweeps. He loved running outside and grabbing out outside the tackle and having that burst of speed down the field. So he's going to be a hybrid of them. Um, I think. With the new offensive coach, because Coach Zimmer, you know, God rest his soul, he's not dead, but, you know, he's dead in the NFL <laughs> as a head coach. <laughs> but, you know, he just, Over here. Wish no. <laughs> he, he just, I don't, I don't think he was the guy to really bring the offensive mind to a team that can really be offensive, like exploding off. In offense, it just really explode because, you know, and I think that's the reason why two years ago, Stephon Diggs just left because he's 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 asking for the ball a lot. And he's saying I can get open, and the schemes were kind of there plus the skills, and he just wasn't getting the ball because it wasn't in the cards of, you know, this is your first read, this is your third read, you know, if he sees down, that's your fourth read. So I feel like with new offense, new head coach, offensive mind of coach, he's, they're going to get it done. I think we're going to see maybe a little uptick in. Jefferson and remember, Alan Thielen wasn't really all that last year. He, he I think he's gonna come back. You know, he got hurt. He got oh, hurt. Yeah, he got hurt right in uh, week. But he wasn't. It was, he was, it was just early. Outside the top ten, right before he got hurt. Right. So he was just outside yeah. the top ten. So this, I feel like this this team can really be fantasy relevant and and show it out in the draft, right? And then and not be those guys like uh maybe you know late round. Besides Justin Jefferson, besides Dalvin Cook, I can pick up this guy. This this, this team can be really, really good. So, well, Thielen is sitting out there in a lot of drafts in round 10, 11, and twelve. Yeah, and that's because, like you said, I don't before, know that he really stepped off that much. I mean, no, I knew what he was before he was injured. So, right, right, he right. Anywhere in the top twenty, right? Round eleven is good for top twenty. Right. His ADP is seventy-one. It's insane. Yeah. All right. Very good points. Just keep in mind, everyone, the offensive uh, coordinator that came over from the Rams is now their head coach. So like we said, you can see an uptick in the offense this year, which was a pretty good, you know, decent offense last year with their weapons that they had. And, you know, hopefully Thielen stays healthy, everyone else stays healthy, and, you know, you can see some uh, production out of them. All right, moving right along, we've got the Chicago Bears. Um, new head coach, Matt Eberfuss. I don't know if I said that right. Eberfuss. Um, Eberfuss, thank you. The Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator. And Allen Robinson got traded to the Rams. So we have some targets here up for grabs. We have Justin Fields, second-year QB. Um, stepping into this role now, David Montgomery, um, Alan Robinson, like I said earlier, 150 targets, uh, in both two, 2020 and 2019. And we have Mooney now here, probably the number one, Byron Pringle, some other new additions they picked up that are, you know, sitting on the bench. Cole Clement can benefit from these lack of targets. And... Overall, you know, what is this Chicago team, you know, talking to you guys here? Are we 
kind of just passing over most of these players besides David Montgomery, who's going in like the fourth round? Yeah, I mean, besides Montgomery, Darren Mooney is, is a guy that really jumps out to me. You know, it's very sneaky, 1,000 yards last year, only four touchdowns. Um, it's, Justin, it's, it's really Justin Fields. You know, I mean, what is it, second or third year now? Um, second year, right? Second year. Yeah. Was it second year? No, he, he – uh, Second year. Second year, okay. I'm always confused because the Mr. Trubisky and, like, all that nonsense that was going on between him oh, starting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't know he was – Yeah. Again, Bears is a mess, right? And that's why Allen Robinson got shipped out. He said, I want it out of here. But Darren Mooney, you know, he's going to get the lion's share – Byron Pringle came over from uh, the Chiefs. He's been a number three and four. Now it's getting slotted into the Y as a number two. Do you think he's going to be that guy? Maybe. You know, he's a late-round flyer just to grab, just in case Darren Mooley goes down. But, you know, they, they, they grab so many players for from free agency, draft, for the wide receiver spots because of the fact that Aaron Rodgers, uh, Allen Robinson it was a, such a big target and such a big um, receiver presence for them. And losing that, they don't know where to go. I mean, they got journeyman Tajay Sharp in the camp. Um, again, uh, Brian Pringles. Um, I mean, and also watch out for Cole Komet because he's going to be maybe the number two in that instead of Brian Pringles being in the number two guy, right? Because Komet has been there longer than anybody else. And it's all about familiar, you know, being familiar with the people around you, especially for a young QB and Justin Fields. Am I drafting any of these guys? Like I said, maybe in late round, Justin Fields, maybe in late round, just because of his running ability, but I'm just staying away, to be honest. Oklahoma has been like my, I guess, I defer to him in the later rounds if all the other tight ends have gotten picked, just because I'm trying to build out the, you know, Wide receivers, get a decent QB, blah, blah, blah. Lance, real quick before we move on, um, David Montgomery was number 19 last year due to injury, but was number four in PPR in 2020, surprisingly. I didn't know that until I was you know, doing the research. Um, could be, a, to me, a very good RB2. If you go zero RB like our beloved Ooze likes to do, he could be your RB1 because um, you can get him in the fourth round. To me, I think he's a good RB, um, maybe on a bad offensive team. Do you think he's worth this fourth-round pick, or should he be, I guess, in a higher round or a lower round? Just give me your quick thoughts on uh, David Montgomery. So I can't talk about Montgomery without talking about the reason why Montgomery was as bad as he was last year. And it's the same reason why Justin Fields was bad. They have one of the worst offensive lines in all of the NFL. They're still projected to have the 31st ranked offensive line this year. They didn't make any great strides there. Um, Mm -hmm. A quarterback can try and overcome it. A running back can try and overcome it. But in all reality, if the blockers aren't keeping the guys off of you, you're getting touched in the backyard, in the backfield, there's a good reason why you're only getting four yards of carry. And that was the lowest in the NFL. Um, and it's also going to lead Montgomery to being one of those guys who just keeps getting hit 
So the likelihood of him being injured, I would wait until the fifth and sixth round for him. He has the potential to be a second round, a great second round pick. But unfortunately, the guys who really matter aren't what you're looking at in that draft board. Sometimes you got to look. What was their problem last year? And is that problem still here? And a lot of the things come down to that offensive line. So one of the things that could help you in your draft, just look at this offensive line and maybe start to, to fade some of your choices based off that stuff. All right. Very well said. Okay. Next up are the Lions. They, in the offseason, added DJ Chark, and they are currently projected last in this division, and they're coming off a, you know, a lackluster year, so to speak. Um, we got Jared Goff, quarterback, same old, same old with him. Probably going undrafted in your leagues, unless you're in the two-quarterback league. Uh, we got Swift here. He's very interesting. Came in as RB15 last year, over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. And I think this is almost the same as David Montgomery, for me at least, a good running back on a bad offensive team. Um, and to the wide receivers, you got St. Brown. He went off in that second half of the season last year. Chark is now there, and they drafted a rookie, Jameis uh, Williams. The chart flashed in 2019. Uh, hopefully we can see a former version of himself on this Lions team. Uh, and then Hawkinson. He was uh, pretty good, I think it was two years ago. So-so last year. Um, so what do you guys think about basically overall the Lions? You know? Yeah, um, I'm with you. Um, with the... I'm not doing anything with the wide receivers besides TJ. And then when it comes and St. Brown might break out this year, but we got to see what's going on. Like, I don't even think Jared Goff is going to make it through eight weeks of being a starter. They might just be say, fuck it and bring Tim Boyles in there. Okay. Tim Boyles was, <laughs> <laughs> Tim Boyles was slinging a rock a little bit. You know, besides his first game throwing four interceptions or something like that, um, but well, just a just a thing. So St. Brown went off in the second half. So did Jared Goff. The guy didn't exactly. He put up eleven touchdowns and two interceptions in the last four games, our last five games. And I think he, I think there were like three and two in those last five games. So those last five games, you're talking about uh, started from week thirteen. Am I trusting them going into playoffs? That's fantasy playoffs right there. I'm not. I'm not yeah. touching that, right? <laughs> I'm not touching that. See, keep me away. You know, like I'm. I'm not. I'm not dealing. With, I'm not dealing with that. So going off of that, you have a monster St. Brown, and then you have DJ Shark that's from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was number two there, I believe. Now coming to the Detroit Lions, you have Jameson Williams out there, the rookie. I don't think. I don't think this is going to be it for them. You know, I think the second year, you know, camp beat reporters are going out there saying uh, Detroit's running up downs because of punishment. All of a sudden, third, like so, you telling me that these guys are still, you know, doing college drills because you know they can't get a play right? No, I'm, I'm out of here, guys. Count me out of these guys. You know, the ADP for DeAndre Swift right now is thirteen point nine. So that's what the second round, mid second round. Right? Top of the second. Top of second round. Top of second round. So, 
for me, I can probably grab so much more value somewhere else. And then if he falls to me, if at least if I'm in the top half of the the um, of draft, if I'm in the bottom half, I feel like I still can find like a wide receiver other than grabbing me DeAndre Swift in that in that Detroit offense. I don't like Swift for some of the same reasons. I don't like uh, Kamara, and I don't like um, Cook. They're just—it's a little too elusive to take that high. The end of the second round, those guys are good. Beginning of the third round, that's where I'd prefer to have them. But I don't want them as a high pick. I don't want them in the top sixteen. Right. Okay. So up to the mid of the second round. Okay. And you, yeah, and, and, I really don't. I, and not on a bum team. I mean, if if they're a team that needs to throw to come back, a lot of those the reasons why those people were uh, that um, St. Brown and, and Golf were doing those numbers in the second half is because they were trying to come back from behind. They weren't exactly leading and, and holding on the ball. Right. And and remember, they were in, DeAndre Swift was sharing carries with uh, Jamal Williams last year. It was basically fifty fifty with attempts. DeAndre Swift had 151 attempts while Jamal Williams had 153 attempts. And they both have around 600 yards. So what am I doing grabbing this guy that's literally 50% of the touches he gets is is on the other side, on the, on the sidelines with Jamal Williams? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll take first down. You take second down. And maybe, we'll, you know, rock, paper, scissors, who takes third down? And then what you're counting on again is touchdowns. It's touchdowns. DeAndre Swift yeah. had five, and then Jamal Williams had three. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm not, yeah. you know, I mean, like, there's, 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 there's nothing for me there. So, I guess the overall consensus here is kind of stay off of the lines here. Stay back if you, unless oh, they I want to touch it with lines. a 30-foot pole. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. Let's switch over to the AFC. Let's start off with the Bengals. Bengals last year were projected for 6.5, obviously seven wins, and they ended up winning 10, and the rest is history. They went on to the Super Bowl. No really major offseason changes besides the tight end. Um, they got Hayden Hurst from Atlanta, and CJ Uzuma is now on the Jets. Um, let me state some facts about the Bengals, and then I'm going to ask you one question at the end after I state the facts to sum this up a little bit quicker. Joe Burrow came in at number eight last year, um, and he was sixth in yardage, and his ADP is around the fifth round, and he's about quarterback four or five, depending on, you know, who goes ahead of him. Um, Joe Mixon was third last year in half-point PPR. He's end of the first round, currently. Jamar Chase going mid of the first round. He had that historic season last year. Higgins is a late third round. Tyler Boyd is, you know, floating around the back of your half. Um, Hayden Hurst came over from Atlanta and practically kind of goes undrafted or, you know, near the end of the draft. So my general con- general question about the Bengals is, are they worth taking at their current ADP besides Hayden Hurst? Because we know these players are good, but I feel like there's some post-Super Bowl hype here that's making their ADP inflated, basically. Like, to me, some of these guys, I just won't draft them because it's too high because they're coming off of the Super Bowl. I know that they they have good players. 
Go, yeah, ahead, so, go ahead, Mr. Yeah, Busterton. You heard my bust. My bust was <laughs> Chase, but really, I could have put most of the Bengals in that. Stop and, it. And a lot of it comes down to their – it's not that they're bad players. It's just that they're bad at that spot. Oh, talk to me, Ooze. You I, sound I, indifferent here. No, I, I sound indifferent. I mean, this guy is straight up wrong. Like, I don't understand how you're going to say – he like. Jamar Chase. We need going. a reverse Calvin's bet on this one. No, I mean, who's to put a, put I mean, a bet on whether or not these can, guys are going to stay up in those positions? I mean, I can put a. I, I, we can put a bet on this. I, I can absolutely put a bet on this because you you're looking at. Okay. Let's let's start so, with so let's, here, let's start with the quarterback. Bet. Let's start with the quarterback, right? Let's start with the quarterback. This guy had forty six hundred yards, thirty four touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. This guy's QB rating was one hundred eight. For the year, he had eight, he had eight point nine yards per attempt. So this guy was throwing down and the what field. What position did I even put him in fantasy wise? What do you mean? Eight. Eight. He ended up eight with all those with all those stats. He only top ten. Up- I'll take a top ten. I'll take a top. Yeah, 10. but he's being drafted top six. I'll still take him there. He hasn't even finished that high yet. He's I'll take. I'll, I'll take him there. I'll take him there because you're you're, you're factoring you're factoring like drops in in production in other in other quarterbacks, i.e. Aaron Rodgers because he has nobody to throw to, right? So he moves up he moves up a spot basically, right? Let's just off of Aaron Rodgers for for the sake, right? There's nobody in uh, Pittsburgh. We're moving up in a spot, you know, like Jamar Ch- uh, Jamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Sorry, um, he's coming off it. I'm not a good year. Can he come up and, and and be who he was two years ago? Maybe, maybe not. He still he jumps another spot. So yeah, he might be six. That's why they, they might his ADP. He might match the ADP at six, being a six uh, quarterback here. But then we go to the, the bust of the season for you, and Jamar Chase, mind you, his partner on the other side of the field, T. Higgins, also had a thousand yards. So it wasn't like he was he he was just grabbing all these balls and nothing else happened. Nobody else got any touches. He had 128 targets to T Higgins 111 targets. We're talking production from the QB here, right? Yeah, that, but I, I think Chase to to, to regress because he had 13 touchdowns and T Higgins didn't. T Higgins had six. Yeah, I mean, it's so not, that's, saying, that's not bad. If he goes from if he goes half down, that's six to three. And it, so you're losing what? Twelve? You're losing what? Eighteen points. But you go from thirteen to six. Well, that's no. a heck of a lot more than eighteen. But you're but you're saying Jamal Chase is going to bust this season, though. You're like bust. if you're picking him number th- in the draft last night, he went number two, wide receiver. If you're picking him in the first round, that is a bust. No, that's not a bust for me. Who else? Who else? All right, who's your number one receiver? It took it took four years to put Devontae Adams in the first round for who, most fans. So who? Owners. Who? Tell but me. Who, it took two. It took one year to put Jamar Chase up there. Yeah. Nobody. If, nobody was if, singing Devontae Adams' praise until two years ago. Uh, now all of a sudden we're putting Jamar Chase up there. I mean, one Super Bowl run. I mean, is that it wasn't the Super Bowl run. We, Everybody's talking about Super Run. You tell me what it was. Did he got? He you're talking. Just, I don't just, understand just, why just, you just just to keep it there. quick. You're talking about Super Run. We're not playing fantasy in Super Bowls, correct? Once the playoffs happen, so take, 
So, we're, so this is regular season. This, this is regular season. So we're in regular season, this guy is putting up fourteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns. But that's not what got his points. I feel like the touchdowns. Super Bowl does inflate the ADP sometimes. Like you're seeing that, and yeah, because we see why make another run. It inflates it because the team was good, and you see why he got there. But the yardage happened in season. He didn't get. He didn't so grab the touchdowns. The touchdowns. You're saying the touchdowns are going to be. I think he's going to have a, at least double digit touchdowns. Yes. All right, let's put that bet down. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. We put the first one. I'll write that down. Where my, where my notes? That Jamar Chase will have All double right. digit touchdowns. That's easy. Loses in favor that he will be have double digits. Actually, I'll put a number on it. He had thirteen. He had thirteen last season. I'll put he'll have a twelve this season. Well, if he has twelve, that doesn't put him in the top three picks. Oh, touchdowns! That drops him back out to. That drops him back out of out to six and, and seven. My man's, we're not doing this right now, are we? <laughs> I just don't understand how the, you start taking numbers away from the production he put up last year. How does he stay in the spot that he ended? Who had the highest touchdowns last year? Uh, Give me one second. I got her here. Yeah. To- okay, top three. Don't worry, about, don't worry about CB. I got, I got my notes here. Top three okay. touchdown guys last year. Cooper Cup at 16. Mike Evans at 14. Jamar Chase at 13. Okay. Gabriel Davis at 13. Had, where's, Mike, where's Mike Evans going in that draft, though? <laughs> Probably later second round. Later second round. Despite the fact that he's done it for multiple years. He had a thousand yards barely, but that's not with the with point with here. Tom Brady in two years. That's not so, the point here, though. The point here is that even with those touchdowns, right? If you drop that touchdown off, it, it, are his yards going up? You saying he's putting more than fifteen hundred yards up next year? Jamar Chase. Yeah. No, nah, he's not. He's not matching fourteen. But to be honest, he probably get eleven hundred. Bring twelve hundred. He, he was top five with fourteen hundred and thirteen touchdowns. Now we're gonna drop his his yards. The reason and his the reason why he was top, top and the five. reason the reason why he was top five because he only had eighty one receptions. But well, I can't help that he only caught eighty one. And he we're made the most. And, and imagine he and he made the most of his his eighty one touches. That's that's the point. His production on yeah. on, on less on, on all his catches a lot are of more. His catches, a lot of his right. catches were in the seams and breaking into the open field. This is the same thing with Deontay. Are we not saying? Are we not saying the same thing with Cooper, Cooper Cup? We're it, not saying the same thing with Cooper Cup. No, we're not saying the same thing with Cooper Cup. How many receptions did he have? How many what? He damn near left them. Wait, how many? One hundred and forty-five. That's not even close <laughs> to eighty-one. I'm just saying he had a lot of I'm, long. I'm just saying we can divide it in half, and he still almost produced as much as Jamar Chase. Oh, he's got no, he we're not saying that he belongs right after Jamar Chase. He doesn't even belong in the same sentence as Justin Jefferson. That's what I'm saying. You do got some Super Bowl goggles on. We can see them. The glares on the screen. The bet. The bet's up there. All right. One thing I <laughs> want to. Now we need the thing I... We need a second. No, 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 no. That boy needs to say. Half of those Cincinnati Bengals end up in the top ten because he wants to pretend like Mixon, Burrow, Higgins, and Chase are all going to do whatever their ADP is. 
I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying Jamar Chase. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm reeling it back in. Last thing I want to say about the Bengals is they play Dallas, Baltimore twice, the Titans, Kansas City, the Bucks, and the Bills, and they are not favored to win the division. Their second. Give me division. 12 touchdowns, Jamar Chase. Put it on the board. He'll have double digits. He'll have double digits. No, no, he says 12. We're going with 12. 12. That's fine. It's, it's it's on the board. We're moving along, though. All right. Next up are the Steelers. Ben has retired, if you haven't heard. Get, get that boy out of there. He's under center. And we Can't get him to win. stop putting people under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and we might see rookie Kenny Pickin at some point, you know, because Mr. Trubisky is Mr. Trubisky. Jeez. And at running back, we have the rookie – from last year, Najee Harris coming in his second year. He was fourth and half point PPR. And if you draft him, you know, pretty early, third round last year, depending on where you got him, you know, it paid off. 1,200 rushing, 467 receiving, and he had the most catches among running backs with 74 and 10 total touchdowns. Um, he was doing a lot last year. And then you have De- Deontay Johnson. He had over 1,000 yards and over... 100 catches. It's Claypool. He had those monster games in 2020, and fantasy owners, you know, wanted more of that in 2021. And now they have a rookie, George Pickens. And Fairmonth is the tight end. Last year, he was 13, seven touchdowns, 60 catches, and just shy of 500 at 497. They were nine, seven, and one last year, and they're favored to win eight games. So this year, basically, Mr. Buski doesn't make that much of a difference in making this team better. If not, it probably make. If anything, it probably makes them worse. So, how does not having Big Ben you know, affect these wide receivers and Harris? And do we think we can see Harris as top is like you know as high as uh, top six running backs this year? Well, the problem with Pittsburgh. And the problem with Pittsburgh lately has been their offensive line. And again, they're the third worst in the NFL. Um, when you have a seasoned quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger, who's built like a brick house and could take smacks left and right and still be able to throw, you kind of you kind of give up for the fact that he's really not that great at the long ball anymore. I just know we know what Trubisky is. He's not going to be good under pressure. And the rookie quarterback that they have, he also gets flustered and gets into bad habits when he's flustered in the pocket. So unless the Pittsburgh Steelers turn that offensive line around, I think a lot of that's going to go down, like you said. I would not be surprised if they have struggles getting eight wins. Um, Najee Harris probably should be able to get what he needs to get, although I don't like how high he is. Um, He still is upper second tier for me. But Deontay Johnson's probably going to regress. Chase Claypool, I think, is going to be better than last year. But they did lose Juju Schuster as well. Um, not that any of the quarterbacks knew him. I mean, he's, he's, he's working he only, in camp right he, now at the Chiefs. He's the number one over there. He only played five games last year, so I kind of like forgot about him as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Ooze, what's your take on 
Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, basically the RBs and the wide receivers. Yeah. Um, and don't forget don't forget the uh, the tight ends um, because you you figured these guys with Pickett, um, Trubisky, also you know Mason Rudolph because Mason Ru- remember Mason Rudolph was there last year taking majority of the snaps when Ben was injured. Um, he's the number two. Pickett is actually the number three quarterback on that roster right now, and Mr. Trubisky is his job to lose as number one, and you want to. With Lance saying the, the offensive line is very bad, that is also true. You know, Najee Harris could have been way better last year, but the offensive line was just wider than uh, – I don't even know. because it, it just opened up the Red Sea for, for defenders to come through and hit Najee Harris back there. So, with that being said, I feel like the checkdowns with um, Trubisky, his accuracy down the field is just not there. Him checking down to Deontay Johnson – Shorter receiver, faster receiver is going to be there. His regression is going to be there, but not as much as I think uh, people out there would predict. He's not going to get grab 1,100 yards like last year. He might be a, still around 11, like 1,000 yards. Touchdowns, maybe less. That touchdown with, you know, he had eight. He might stay around there, maybe a little bit less. Pat, Fearmerth, tight end. This guy had seven. This guy might have even more this year. The check downs, if they get into the red zone, is going to be between, for me, it's going to be between Pat and Najee Harris. Pat is going to be a late-round sleeper for, for me, Look, looking around 10th, 11th round, because nobody thinks, sorry, excuse me, nobody thinks that the, the Steelers are going to do anything, as they should, okay? Because the Steelers are, what, I, what did you say their projection wins this year? Six? Six eight, wins? Um, eight. Give me the under, people. Give me the under. (laughs) Because all three of those quarterbacks are not ready to play. Mason Rudolph is not going to get you anywhere. Mr. Kapisky definitely not going to get you anywhere. Lost his job to a rookie at Chicago. Remember that. You know, now had another uh, rookie behind him. Going to lose it there. So, Najee, Deontay, Pat. Those three are the only fantasy valuable guys for you late round, mid to late round guys, definitely. Deontay, if you want to try to take him there, I wouldn't suggest it. Again, even with Ben, he only had eight touchdowns, right? So now you have a lesser quarterback in Mark and in, in, in Mitch, sorry. He's going, it's not going to be there as much. Okay, all right. Um, let's head over to Cleveland. Talk about this madness. Um, if you guys didn't hear today, the news dropped uh, earlier this week that Deshaun Watson is being suspended for six games um, due to his sexual misconduct cases. Um, their offseason acquire was Amari Cooper from Dallas, shaking my head. They got Jacoby Brissett as the backup, one of the better backups in the league, and they drafted uh, rookie David Bell from Purdue. Um when I think about the Deshaun Watson stuff, I feel like it's like a reality TV show this whole offseason. Because one day it's, you know, he has X amount of cases. Then the next day he has six more. Then the next week is yeah. he got some settled. You see on Twitter that he's like hanging out with porn stars. Weird stuff. I know it's a family show, but I had to say it. <laughs> um, 
You know, they had Baker on the team until a couple weeks ago. So then up until now, um, you know, we just got the news this week that he's going to be suspended for six games. Um, With all that being said, Amari coming over, you got the rookie, you got People Jones still on the team, and then Joku, plus the tandem of uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt still. What are you guys seeing here with the Browns? Kind of stay away, just pick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, what, are, what are you guys thinking here? Yeah, so for me, I I think the wide receivers are going to be fine. Jacoby Brissett has been taking first-team reps since – um, OTAs. He's a viable quarterback, not for fantasy, but for a team. He can manage six games. I've seen him manage a whole season. Um, me being a Colts fan, and he, he played when um, uh, when Andrew Luck retired. Um, he can he can he he can be a playmaker. So in that aspect, he can throw the ball down the field. Accurate, yes. His his decision making sometimes can get the best of him. Um, so when you have weapons like Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and uh, Amari Cooper coming from the from Dallas Cowboys, you should be fine. And f- for that being said, these guys should be picked on your teams if available, right? With Nick Chubb and, and, so, and what was so that? Same ADP with uh, Watson being suspended. Oh, absolutely. I I feel like um, with you're not you're not getting like um uh, let me see what a bum quarterback I have in my head uh, I can't even think about a bum quarterback because they're not not they should be in my headspace but you're not getting like a a, a rookie or a, a journeyman well you technically you are getting a journeyman but not a, <laughs> not a <laughs> because he's <laughs> he's been on three teams in three years um, <laughs> but not one of those guys. Tammy Watkins have uh, been traded jerseys yeah. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that you're not getting a low-tier quarterback. You're getting a, a nice mid-tier quarterback. A lot of GMs out there said this guy can start in on any 32 teams in the NFL. Unfortunately, there's 32 other quarterbacks that are better than him, but he's a very good backup. He can manage six games for, for the Browns and can manage six games for your fantasy players. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they, they will carry you. They have to carry you. Kareem Hunt has to come back a little bit more healthier, have to share the load because Nick Chubb went out for eight touchdowns for 1,200 uh, yards rushing. Is he going to do that again? I don't think so. Remember, with this offense, with new, newly uh, acquired Amari Cooper, and then you have David Njoku as a tight end, him not be going to shine as a six seven tight end. Hopefully, he's going to get more play in the first six games. I would say another late round flyer on the tight ends. I'm big on these late round flyer on tight ends. Our tight end Molly Cox and Jack Doyle was a target monster for Jacoby. Target monster for Jacoby. So with that being said, D- DJ he can go out there grab some balls for you in the first six games, and then we'll see what happens with. Deshaun Watson coming back because he likes to throw the ball down the field. That's when Amari Cooper may have to shine. That's maybe, you know, if you have Amari Cooper, you don't like him, you can, you know, 
sell low there. So. So Lance, you drafted um, Nick Chubb last uh, mock draft episode. So I know where you kind of stand on him. Talk to me real quick about Amari, because that's the only person I'm kind of focused on besides uh, Sean Watson, who can probably just stash if you're willing, if you go late on a QB. Talk to me about Amari at his ADP, because Uzi's saying he would take him. Obviously, I told you guys that he was my bust because of this, kind of because of this whole QB situation. So where do you see things on him? What round is he being drafted in right now? Uh, I see him go as high as round four. Yes, or in our last mock draft, he went right in the middle of round five, five, five. Yeah, see, that's still too high. Um, even with Watson coming back, Watson does like to throw. Amari's a big target. Problem is, Amari has lost a step, if not a step and a half. Um, Cleveland has a great offensive line. They're one of the top three offensive lines. So that's going to help Watson when he does get back. But I think there's going to be a lot of rust. There is going to be a lot of wild passes that go out there. And uh, Amari's just not going to have what it takes anymore to do it. Um, so I, I'm also on the, the same train as you. I, I don't think he's there worth it. Yeah, I don't think he's worth it in the fourth round. I don't think he's worth it in the fifth. You catch him in the eighth, maybe. Maybe stash him. But fourth and fifth round, that means that's one of your starting wide receivers or flex. That's not a stash. This isn't, again, the people that wanted to draft Michael Thomas in the fourth and fifth round and stash him last year, you're essentially doing the same thing here with Amari. I mean, Brissett is a fine person, but a fine quarterback he is not. Uh, nobody on his teams, wide receiver-wise, have ever been fantasy-relevant. And that goes all the way back to the one game he started in New England. Mm. The other problem I have with Nick Chubb is, I wasn't thinking about it yesterday, but now with Watson's suspension only being six games, Watson's never had a running back that's put up good points. None of his running backs have ever put up good points. And he's a running quarterback, too. And, and you can think why, right? Like, Jalen Hurts eats in the Mount Sanders. Right. Justin Fields is going to eat in some Montgomery, possibly, if he doesn't run the ball. Trey Lance is going to eat into whoever's running that ball in Sanford. So those kinds of running quarterbacks are going to take it away from those guys. And we already know that Nick Chubb is only a step away from being in a committee with Kareem Hunt anyway. So, I don't know. I also, since the, the development came out, I'm also a little bit further down on Chubb now. All right. Uh, real, real quick, Lance, I'll like play a little game. Um, I'll give you three. Let me give you four other wide receivers around Mark Cooper, and you and you let me know. You take either Cooper or that wide receiver. All right. This was. Just a little for I'll just put it out there. So, um, Amari Cooper or Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy. Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. That's a little tough. That's a tough. Okay. All right. I like to see it. It's tougher. I think I'll go with Allen Robinson just because. Even, okay. Even with 
so many mouths to feed over at Los Angeles. What other mouths does he have to feed? You've got Cooper Cup. There's no Beckham. There's no Robert Woods. He is Robert Woods and Beckham. Van Jefferson. And Robinson, well, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson was number two, but he just got a fractured foot, so that his ATP actually. Allen Robinson ATP probably after Tuesday will jump up. Um, Allen, um, Amari Cooper or Brandon Cooks. I'd probably take Amari Cooper. That's tough because on the low, Brandon Cooks is very consistent. Danny Mills, Danny Dime Mills, he's slinging the ball over there. Last one. Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen. Thielen. Oh, wow. I think Thielen. Wow. Thielen's ADP is 71.7 right now. That's tough. That's tough. And really, it comes down to we know Brissett isn't great, and we don't know what we still have in Watson. Right, right. Everybody's everybody's banking. You're completely right about that because everybody is banking on the the, the Sean Watson of twenty what twenty nineteen. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that was the last thing I wanted to bring up. Just remember, everyone, Deshaun Watson was QB five three years in a row, and then he did not play an entire season last year. So this man has some rust to rock, uh, knock off. So keep that in mind when you know drafting Brown players. All right, let's wrap the show up. We've got the Ravens last tier, and they traded away Marquise Brown draft night to the Cardinals. On on Lamar's nose. Yeah. (laughs) They started off five and one last year. Looked like division favorites. Then they went eight and three by December first, and then they finished the season with eight and nine. Uh, Lamar Jackson did was dealing with uh, some injury. I want to see that Lamar Jackson of 2019 when he finished first as uh, QB1. Um, J.K. Dobbins coming back from the knee injury, which he le- missed all of last year as well. Um, we'll talk about Gus Edwards and Justice Hill in a second. And you have Rashad Bateman, who's going to hopefully step into this role that Hollywood Brown left. Um, I could see him being a very good value pick or someone that could you know, have a little little breakout this year and mark andrews was the number one tight end from last year 107 catches 13 61 yards and nine touchdowns and this was with lamar being hurt you know Mm -hmm. week 14 and on Mm -hmm. so they're projected 10 games they lost hollywood they'll need bateman to step up if and mark andrews to repeat you know his last year performance, if not better, for them to get 10 wins, I would think. And so talk to me about, you know, the Ravens real quick, you guys. Uh, make sure you include Will, uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill as well. Big, big, beefy Lamar Jackson now, right? You know, he, I was watching him <laughs> on I was watching him on um, uh, NFL uh, Network today and, you know, inside training camps as, you know, you know, NFL Network goes and all 32 training camps, interviews players and all that stuff. And he was talking about today they, they had uh, two correspondents at the Ravens camp, you know. And you can see it physically that he is a lot bigger. And he went out, you know, they were all three of them talking. And he said last year he was at a 203, 205, right? That's 
to be honest. That's very, very slim and slender for an NFL quarterback. You know, you figured, you know, the smallest defensive back tackling him is probably 220, right? Like, just like a cornerback, it's probably 220, 215, the, the smallest. So he said he's now bulked up to 230, beefy. You know what I mean? He can take those hits. I feel like now you can see maybe his strength in his arm has gotten a little bit bigger, even though he was flicking the ball and ridiculously when he was smaller last year. I think it's more of just him staying on the field more often, right? Him not being so much so fragile, you know, getting up limping after, after every hit, knowing that he's going to run the ball, you know, 50% of the time, some, you know, most games, right? So I think it's going to be a good thing for him. I think he, he looks healthy. He looks beefy. Hopefully he can find some targets out there because Rashad Bateman only had 68 receptions last year, one touchdown. Now him being sliding to the number one because, you know, they shipped his boy Brown out there. Mark Andrews probably be, be the number one Raven for me to pick because he was just a beast last year. He was his, you know, in golf, we call it fair refiners. You know what I mean? You just you, you can always find them in there, right? So that that being said, J.K. Dobbins, we got to see if he even comes off of the PUP list in time to even make the number one start. Gus Edwards, Justin Hill, they're both banged up a little bit in camp, but I think between those two, you're grabbing – if you're going to grab J.K. Dobbins, you got to grab uh, Gus or Justin Hill as a handcuff just in case. Because, you know, he it was a major knee injury that t- took him out the season. If he goes down, it's, it only takes one hit, and he's done for the season again. Right? So we need to handcuff him with the second running back because you need that. You need that res- insurance. So I'll, I'll give it to you, uh, Lance. What do you What do you think? Yeah, so J.K. Dobbins. Let me ask you this, Lance. Um, you got Mark Andrews going at the end of the second round, two nine. You got J.K. Dobbins going around the fifth, the end of the fifth. You got Bateman can go as early as the sixth round, maybe creep into the fifth round. Do you agree with these ADPs uh, based on what I just said and what Ooze just said? Yeah, so Mark Andrews is going after Kelsey, and I, I understand why people are taking Kelsey ahead of him in the second round. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't sneeze at somebody flipping him, putting Andrews up there. He's younger. He is the main option for um, Lamar Jackson, and I would actually would not call him a, I would not call him a potential bust at that high. Uh, the rest of those guys, J.K. Dobbins being in the fifth round. I would like him to go even lower around where the other rookie running backs would be. But um, the fifth round isn't bad for him. Rashad Bateman, there's a lot of potential there. But again, like you don't know what you're getting there. And so taking him in the sixth round would probably be the best there. But if he's creeping into the fifth, you might be giving up other known uh, entities to get him when you could be getting – somebody closer to a, a starting a second or third wide receiver on some of these teams. Um, you got to really, because of how big Mark Andrews is in that offense, you got to think as Rashad Bateman is the number two wide receiver, not the number one. 
I completely agree with that. He's the number two, for sure. For sure. All right, guys. So we made it through eight teams, the NFC, AFC, North teams. Um, that's the end of our show. Come join us again next Monday for another mock draft and some sleeper picks. Um, and then also next week we're going to do another eight teams, the South, NFC, and AFC. So that was our show. I hope you guys uh, gained a lot of insight on these teams, all the changes, all the, you know, discussions we had, all the fights and arguing. And um, any final words from you two? No. Um, I know probably people were starting their drafts. I hope you took a look at our mock draft. Um, by the end of this week, I'll probably have one draft done for one league. And then week after, you know, weekend after weekend after weekend, I know everybody's drafting. So good luck to everybody. We're here. You know, find us on Twitter. Our Twitter's in the video. Twitter's in the in the description. We'll hit, you, hit us up. We'll be there just to help you out. Yes, Make sure you have your uh, your keepers set. Oh, absolutely. All right, that's our show. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everyone.